Hello, people of Earth. It's me, Senea. It's been a really, really, really long time. And I want to apologize to you guys for that. Um, If you're new to this podcast, I want to thank you for listening and tuning in because you're in for a treat because it is fantastic. I mean, just ask around. <laughs> for those of you who have been with me, I want to apologize to you personally for not being as consistent as I would like to be. Believe it or not, podcasts are hard, especially if you don't live alone, and I don't. It's not easy trying to get some peace when everybody's making noise around you, you know? Anyway, for you new listeners, you're in for a treat. Um, Without further ado, let's get into this. Peter and his siblings were eating their breakfast on the front porch. It was a nice day for chocolate chip waffles. Compliments of Nate. Sebastian was doing a little late sleeping. It was quiet in the cabin until Peter's H.C. began to chime. It was C.J.'s voice. Incoming message, the robotic voice said. Hey, I need a favor. The committee's having a car wash after school today, and they're a little short-handed. I have to get fitted for a bridesmaid's dress, so I'll be kind of late. Anyway, do you think you guys could help us out? Please? Peter was reluctant. He didn't feel like it. But he couldn't stop his body from wanting to help her. He looked at his sister. She glared and shook her head. Bales. No way, lover boy. You're the one tied to her. We're all going, Bailey. You're part of her sanctuary, too. We need to make sure she's safe at all times, Nate explained. The pathist grunted in annoyance. She emptied her plate and stormed into her room. She slammed the door loudly. Nate glared at his brother. What? He took a bite of food. Nate stood to his feet and knocked the fork out of Peter's hands intentionally. He headed into the hallway. Hey! You made a mess. Why don't you clean it up? This is your mess, after all. He was clearly referring to CJ. Peter sighed and nodded in agreement. Hours later, CJ's volunteers had arrived, and they were on their break. The annual committee car wash was well underway. CJ was in charge of the treasury. Someone chose her to count the earnings for the gala for some crazy reason. She noticed Hudson was going around taking photos for the yearbook. She also noticed her volunteers. They refused to wear the jumpsuits unless they came in another color. The S3s were supervising, but they weren't in committee jumpsuits. Tense decided to pass the time. So, what's your ideal man, Lisa? She asked. Elise started choking on her juice. What what do you mean by that? She means what what you look for in a guy. Anne clarified through gritted teeth. Oh, well, he'd have to be sweet and caring, intelligent and brave. Uh Uh-huh. What about intimately? Tense expressed with a wink. Mm, Cuddles and hugs are nice. Someone to spend the night with. Uh, no. I mean, sexually.
Um, <laughs> sex isn't love unless two people share the same feelings. So I'll wait for it. Hmm. And what about Kyle? K- Kyle, we're not together. Not not that I don't want. We're we're not together. She said and guzzled more juice. Hmm. What about you, Bales? What about me, Tense? You and Will. Bailey blushed. What? That's crazy. Will and I are just fr- associates. She looked over nervously at Anne. Everyone else did the same. They noticed that the girl was scratching the hood of someone's car. Her eyes stayed forward. She was watching Liam talk to cheerleaders. One in particular, one in particular who subtly kept touching his forearm. This girl was blonde with blue eyes and wore her hair in low pigtails. She would become Anne's nemesis for such an action. She knew her boyfriend, but his smiling at other women was sometimes too genuine. She watched as they complimented his appearance, hard work, and muscles. It was getting on her nerves. Uh, Annie? You okay? Elise asked. If she touches his arm again, I'll slice her pigtails. She was still scratching the hood. Everyone was getting concerned. It wasn't like Anne to ignore Elise. Anne watched each cheerleader and Liam's reaction. Her hand busted directly through the trunk. That blonde... Ugh! The nerve! She touched his chest. That slut! She pressed into the hood harder. She didn't even notice that her hand had gone through the metal. Annie, your hand! Bailey said. All looked down and saw that her hand was covered in dark blood. She looked at everybody and ran. Her injured hand was held by the other. The boys ran over to them. Their expressions weren't happy. What happened? Nate asked. Some cheerleading bruja all over my goth chica's man. Aunt Tense responded. Yo, that's not cool, Devin said. CJ ran over to them. Um, what happened here? She asked. Everyone pointed to the cheerleaders. Hey, I had nothing to do with this. I was busy flirting with my photographer. Romy blushed. Yeah, we saw that. Peter and CJ said in unison and looked at each other strangely. Anne rinsed off her hand. It was wrapped in some napkins. Pressure applied. She was sitting on the sink in the ladies' washroom. The appliances were white marble and chrome. Wearing a leather corset with a matching tutu made it easy for her to stick out. She looked at herself. Black mascara was streaming down her cheeks. The mirror device let her see herself for who she was. A radical. Stupid cheerleader. Oh, Liam, you're so handy. Oh, Liam, you're so smart and intelligent. Oh, Liam, your muscles are so big. She shrieked when she heard the when when she heard the sound of his voice. They don't compare to Nate's. Liam was watching her be dramatic. How, how long were you standing there? Long enough to know you're quite the actress. How's your hand? 
It'll be fine. How's the car? She kept her confident bravado. I agreed to pay for it, since this is my fault. You're right. It is. But it's my blood, so I'll pay for it. If you insist. Stop that! Stop being so nice. Be a jerk to me. It would be easier. What? Hating you. It's easier if you're a jerk. Is that what you want? It's not about what I... She was silenced by his passionate embrace. It's you, love. It's always been you. Those girls are nice, but they're not you. You're what I want and what I need. If I had a choice, I'd choose the goth every time. I don't want anyone else. It's you, my lovely darling, my dark goddess of a woman. You challenge me to be better. You're who I want to wake up next to. I love your hair, eyes, nose, lips, style, and your bloody personality. I'm sorry if that's too nice for you, but the thing is, my dear dark goddess, I love your everything. Including you. Anne was speechless. He'd never used the word love in that way before. Say something. Well, I just wanted a simple apology. Only good guys give speeches. Huh. I'll meet you out there then. He was a little offended. He started walking and stopped. And she stopped him with a touch. I'm sorry too. I'm not the jealous type, but seeing you with them, it looks natural. I mean, compared to those girls, I stick out like a knife in a pool. He grabbed her and kissed her head. You excite me. Every day, love. He said and headed out the door. Hmm, wow. He really digs me. Minutes later, Anne had emerged from the out from inside. She was confident in her next move. Hey, Annie. You okay? Peter asked. He slowly approached her. She smiled at him and headed towards Liam. She jumped and wrapped her legs around him. I love you too, Vilak, she said, and they kissed. They smiled and laughed with each other. Their friends cheered and whistled. All went silent when they heard a rumbling sound. Crystal looked around. The ground was actually beginning to cave in. Danger is at hand. You must seek safety, young one. Everyone, get inside! Nate yelled. Screams and shouts began to ensue. They all did what they were told. Nate and the others stayed where they are. Tense grabbed CJ as she was passing. Get everybody to the gym, now! She instructed. CJ nodded and went inside with the others. Panic began to rise as the tap ceilings started to cave in. Crystal could see Lindy freaking out. You must protect those unaware, Reuben said. She nodded and ran for her with a tackle. Lindy was safe. Crystal wasn't. She and Margot stayed by her side and tried to free her. CJ was up ahead when she heard Margot calling for help. Make sure everybody gets to the gym. CJ told Zane and ran back for them. Cicely, her leg stuck. 
We can't move her, they pleaded. The girls panicked when debris began to fall overhead. Margot screamed in pain as a steam pipe busted onto her back. We need something to pry it with. Hand me that crowbar, Lindy, CJ ordered. As soon as she took it, a spark had fried her and tossed her across the room. Oh no, CJ! Crystal screamed. It was like an echo in Peter's heart. He winced in agony. He was needed there, but he found a replacement. Nate, help CJ! He yelled. His brother nodded and ran inside. The S3s could hear footsteps of someone. It had to be a man wearing boots. Others must feel safe as well. Use your eyes, Reuben ordered. Crystal closed her eyes and listened to the sounds. She could smell Margot's burning flesh, Lindy's screams, and the crackling and crumbling of the ceiling. The shoes were getting closer. She panicked at the pressure. Crystal, Nate said. She opened her eyes and smiled. Nate put his arm under the rubble and grabbed her legs. In seconds, she was in his arms. Where's CJ? Crystal pointed to the hallway. He set her down by Margot. The boy could see how, how burned her hand was and the bruise on her head. Well, isn't this convenient? Byron said. It was his shoes that were so loud. Nate bent for CJ, but Byron's flames tossed him aside. CJ's eyes opened slowly, and she began to crawl away. Crystal could see a man's shadow in the distance. He had flaming hands and was hurting Nate. There is survival in any surrounding. Weapons can be manifested, young one. Reuben advised. She looked around and bent for, and bent for the crowbar. CJ! Stay down, she yelled and threw the crowbar. If she, were an, an, if she were an Olympic athlete, the piece of steel would have been a javelin. It flew through the air, and she landed her target, Byron. Nate fell flat on the ground to avoid the weapon. Ah! Byron screamed. The bar had plunged right into his forehead. Nate crawled to CJ and grabbed her forearm. Let's go, he told her. She nodded and staggered into a run. He handed her to Lindy and carried Crystal. Romy was waving them to hurry before the emergency lockdown had begun. They were right on schedule for entry. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Stay tuned for more. I promise there will be. Um... Crazy stuff, right? Um, the information is in the description. If you want to read ahead, the books are online, free to read. The art is online, free to read. All that stuff is in the description. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to my new listeners. And ciao for now.